grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text for today comes from Luke chapter 2. And at the end of eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, where is God? I have often asked this question when I have been in trouble or distress, but in this case, I'm speaking more circumscriptively. Where is God in regard to location? Now, you may think that this is a silly question, for since our Sunday school days as Lutherans, we have learned that God is omnipresent or present everywhere. So why would you even ask the question, where is God? But truly, this is one of the most important questions that is ever posed in the scriptures or could ever be asked by mankind. God in his word seems to want you to know where he is. The first words of scripture speak to his location saying, in the beginning the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. God is present at the beginning, hovering in the spirit over all that he makes. When God calls Moses, he is present in the burning bush, saying, Do not come near. Take the sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. When God leads his people out of Egypt, he is present in a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. Scripture records this. And the Lord went before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way and a pillar of fire by night to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. When the Israelites move about the promised land, God is present in the Ark of the Covenant, saying, There I will meet you. And from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the Ark of the Testimony. And in the tabernacle, Moses would meet with God. Moses writes this, When Moses entered the tent, a pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. All of those who worship false gods in the Old Testament would say that their God was with them sometimes, but the one true and only God was present always, not aloof from his creation or apart from his people, but an omnipresent God ever present for his people to show that he was loving them. At the conception of Jesus in the womb, we see something unique that not only the Son of God is present everywhere, but he is present in one place. He is present in the flesh. When John the Baptist in the womb of his mother Elizabeth comes into contact with Jesus in the womb of his mother Mary, something amazing happens. John leaps in the womb and Elizabeth says this, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Elizabeth captures the very essence of the question that every person should ask. Why would the Lord come here? Why would the Lord come to me? This is why Christmas is so special. It's not that God has not always been with his people, but at Christmas God comes to us in the flesh. God incarnate, love from heaven come down. It's why the angels sing at his birth, glory to God in the highest and on earth among those peace with whom he is pleased. What was sung in heaven through the ages can be sung on earth as God himself is present in the flesh. At Christmas, God's presence 
He is present in time and interceding for mankind and coming to pay for man's sin, my sins and yours. In the lesson for today, we see Jesus, eight days old, recently circumcised and named and brought into the temple. And there is a man there, Simeon, who has been waiting to see the salvation of God, to see the prophecy of Malachi come to fruition. Malachi prophesies this, And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And suddenly, there he is, God in the flesh, Jesus in his temple, and there is Simeon to take up God in his own arms and to sing the praises to God that the angels have been singing for centuries. My eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The salvation for the Israelite and Gentile alike, the salvation of God for all men, come in the flesh. You see, God was in the flesh, in the womb, in the manger, in the temple, and on the cross. Where is God? Well, he was on the cross for the sins of the world. The man God dying in the flesh, dying to give you forgiveness of sins, that's where he was. And I can tell you where he is not. Jesus is not in the tomb. Jesus, the first and the last, is not in the tomb, for he rose from the dead to give you the promise of life everlasting. And now he is seated at the right hand of God and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I can tell you that God is present here at the altar in his body and his blood every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper. Jesus is truly present, forgiving your sins in the eating and drinking of his flesh and his blood. When we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we sing with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven as they did on Christmas Eve in the wonderment and awe of God in the flesh come down from heaven to us. At Christmas, Christ became flesh for us. Though we die in the flesh, so we might live in new flesh with Christ in life everlasting. And until that day when he comes again in the flesh to take us home, he has given us his flesh to eat, to forgive our sins and strengthen our faith unto life everlasting. Though it is one day past Christmas, today we celebrate a little Easter, a day of resurrection of our Lord and hence the resurrection of all flesh. And we also celebrate the Lord's Supper with the church on earth and the church in heaven, the church in grace and the church in glory. Jesus' own flesh opens heaven's doors. In the moments we commune, we commune with our loved ones who have gone before us in the faith. When you ask the question, where is God, you can also ask the question, where are your loved ones who have died? With our Savior in paradise. And he is here with us in flesh, heaven to earth come down so that we might have a foretaste of the feast to come with all those who sit at the heavenly banquet in heaven. Where is God? He is on his throne. He is at the banquet in heaven and he is here at the table with us, God with us, to see us safely home. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. 
I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.